0: Hello and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. My name is Tafara Buta. Did you know that God is inside, kairos moments, divine connections, favor, unmerited strength for his children, for the marketplace? I like to call all of this God's grace in the marketplace. And so on this podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about and many other subjects. So let's check out today's podcast. All right, welcome, guys. Welcome to uh, another edition of uh, Grace in the Marketplace, where we talk about how God has uh, endowed on us. He has given us His grace for the marketplace. Uh, he has equipped us. He has given us the gifts, the talents, the callings, and God has given us, <clears throat> excuse me, all the creativity that we need to go out into the marketplace and uh, make a difference. And we know that the marketplace takes uh, different forms uh, for different people. I like what Bill Bright said in 1975. So Bill Bright came up with a concept called the Seven Mountains. And this was in 1975 where uh, you know, he came up with these different areas of influence that we as children of God, as believers, uh, should get involved in. And this Seven Mountains uh, concept has been now uh, Uh, reintroduced into the body of christ by uh lance wall now uh and uh uh, it's such a phenomenal uh, practical way of looking at things and how we as children of god uh can contribute can be of impact into uh this world so he split these things into seven different he called them seven mountains and these mountains are the church the government the business the media arts and entertainment education and family and essentially what he was saying was uh, as children of God our influence should not stay within the four walls of the church but it should spill over uh, into the marketplace and this is the grace that God has given us for the marketplace and this is the Mm -hmm. the perspective that I wrote the book and we started this uh, broadcast just to kind of encourage you in what God has called you to do what he has equipped you uh, to do and what he has empowered you to do and so we, uh, uh, tonight is a special night. Uh, we have a guest all the way from Accra, Ghana. And uh, our guest, uh, let me just bring her on to the uh, screen so y'all can see her. Our guest has been to Faithful Hi. Church. Actually, my wife told me that you've been to one of our conferences and a church service. And uh, when she began to share your story, uh, I began to see how God's grace was on you for the marketplace. And so our guest tonight uh, is Yawa. How do I say your surname again? You know, Hansen <laughs> Kwao? Hansen Kwao? That how was perfect. It? It's Hansen Kwao. Hansen uh, Kwao, yeah. Hansen <laughs> so our guest tonight is Yahwa Hansen Kwao, and she is uh, a, a, an influencer, a leader uh, in the city of Uh, uh, Accra Ghana and uh, she runs an organization that empowers young people for the public sector and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight a role in that and a a vision for the continent of Africa and how she sees it and so she likes to just when I asked her for a bio she simplified it to this you won't believe this (laughs) after everything she's accomplished she only simplified it to Yahweh is a believer in the finished works of Jesus Christ. Through faith and patience, she strives to inherit every promise of God in every area of her life. And I think this is a powerful bio uh, for any child of God. Uh, But without wasting much time, we're going to jump straight into it. Welcome, Yawa.
1: Well, thank you so much, Pastor Tafara, for the invitation. It's such a pleasure to be here.
0: Oh, man, thank you for saying yes at such a short notice. Let's jump now straight into it. Uh, So uh, who is Yawa? (laughs) You know, someone may want to know, I mean, why should I listen to this uh, woman tonight? (laughs) Just briefly, uh, who is Yawa?
1: Well, Pastor Tafara, you read the best version of my bio that I have, which is that I am a child of God and I trust that God will use me tonight to be a blessing to everyone who's listening and everyone who's watching. Um, I have the opportunity to lead a global nonprofit organization called Emerging Public Leaders, and I'm the executive director. And we work in partnership with governments across Africa to help them get talented young people into public service institutions. I truly believe that that really is the work of God. Um, You you may agree with me that a lot of countries in Africa are now moving from dictatorships into democratic rule. A lot of countries are growing economically. There are um, more countries that are getting from one election cycle to the next with little or no bloodshed. There's progress. And I think the next um, layer of progress or the next frontier that the continent really needs to conquer is really building strong institutions of state that can deliver on the promise of good governance, which is Mm -hmm. that public services get delivered efficiently and effectively to citizens across the continent. And so that's why our founder um, established Emerging Public Leaders. And I uh, am so honored to have taken the reins of the organization about two years ago to expand the vision across Africa. Our work started about 10 years ago in Liberia. Where you know post-conflict Liberia was struggling with so many human capacity gaps, uh, human resource capacity issues. and uh, our founder lived in Liberia at the time and had the opportunity to to work closely at the time with the Ministry of Health and really saw, Firsthand, the the real needs that many of these organizations had for good talent. So inspired by US organizations like the White House Fellowship or the Presidential Management Fellows Program, she started an initiative in Liberia that was recruiting local Liberians, really young, dynamic young graduates, and working to train them and to prepare them specifically for the public sector. It had never been done before because there's so many entrepreneurship programs that get young people prepared for either the business world or prepared for uh, starting their own enterprises, but nothing existed for preparing young people who had the ambition and the vision to be leaders in the government sector. And Um, and it's
0: interesting because let me stop you right there. It's interesting because once you bring that up in the church, uh, most people in the church don't believe, I mean, they may not say it out loud, but uh instinctively they don't believe that politics government is for us the church uh what would you say to uh that mindset on the continent usually people believe politics is 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 for people who are uh not godly and mm. uh, leadership in a, in a nation is for people who are not godly and they just kind of you know don't look at it as a sanctified calling uh of god what would you say to that perspective I would say it's short-sighted and it's unscriptural.
1: Uh, We see numerous examples in Bible of people who were handpicked and chosen by God specifically for political or governance, for political leadership or specifically for governance. We see the example of David. The Bible calls him a man after God's own heart. We know that he was very spiritual. He wrote so many Psalms in adoration to God, but God had a political call for his life and called him to be king and anointed him specifically for that. We see the example of uh, so many others like Joseph, for example. Joseph had a dream when he was much younger that God is gonna lead me into a situation where people who are my seniors will be bowing down to me Um, because of what I do. He didn't quite have the revelation at the time, but as his life would unfold and as God would order his steps, God made him relevant to the governance system at that time. So I think for, for those who don't yet believe that God can and does call people for governance and for politics, we need to take a second look at some of these scriptures, especially some of these uh, biblical stories that we actually know very well but haven't yet considered. I have to admit that I was one of those people. Uh, for a long time, I always felt like our obligation as believers was really to be in church and to have our hearts ready to be prepared to be raptured or to be Go taken.
0: To, heaven, yeah. <laughs> to be taken
1: to heaven <laughs> one day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But God had to teach me as a as a believer maturing that his grace isn't just for the sweet by and by. It's for right. the nasty here and now. Right. And he's called us the same grace that enables us to be saved and guarantees us a place in heaven is the same grace that can give you a wisdom that to to control markets and to Teach you how to profit, so that oh, you can turn that. a profit and be a blessing to other people. And as that. he began to teach me that, my limits began to to lift. And then, wow. you know, I saw that the more I prayed about my career, the more he was leading me to
0: empower other people with the same knowledge. And That's so, awesome. actually, because uh, uh, you know, scripture in the Proverb says that when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. So that's a good one, Pastor Tafara, which means that the
1: righteous are supposed to rule. The righteous are supposed to (laughs) rule.
0: And when they rule, the people rejoice. And when the unrighteous rule, you know, I mean, I would read what it's not saying that when the unrighteous rule, then people are not going to rejoice. And uh, we, as a continent, I think our hearts is to see a turnaround. My heart uh, as a leader on the continent of Africa, is to see a turnaround. It is to see things turn around around poverty, around leadership, around Amen. just serving. You know, having a heart of of serving. I know you are involved in this mountain of of government. And uh, uh, what are some of the key principles that you believe uh, would help would help our nations uh, with this turnaround that you can bring from from the kingdom of God that you truly believe? You know, once we bring these over into uh, the, the, the government space, we're going to see some, some transformation of not just people, but of nations uh, as a whole.
1: Well, Pastor Tafara, I truly believe that it starts with integrity. People mm-hmm. of integrity, men and women of courage that will mm-hmm. stand for what they believe we see the example of shadrach meshach and abednego in the bible who said you know oh king live forever you know we you know let it be known today that we're not going to bow to your idol and to do this ungodly thing that you were saying that we should do uh so people who have the courage of their convictions who will not feel uh the peer pressure to conform Mm. to ungodliness i believe is important Mm. so you know my work really is about um expanding this idea of values-based leadership you know our Mm -hmm. organization we work in Ghana and in Liberia currently and we're expanding to other countries and we work as a partner with governments to help them find the Josephs in the nation you know people of integrity Um, and we say that you know who who are they they are leaders they are leaders Mm -hmm. that think critically who act ethically and who are drivers of change, who have the conviction and the ability to move forward um, and who have that ambition to be relevant and to transform the lens through which the world sees Africa. Um, And so, you know, these young leaders are coming out of local universities and our organization works to prepare them. So we provide them with mentorship, we provide them with training, we provide them with opportunities. They are paired with senior government leaders, and they help support them to, and and by so doing, they're learning the art of governance. They're learning what's happening, and they're learning, you know, how they're they're seeing an example of what's happening now, Uh, and we're leading them through a journey that enables them to think through about what could be different. And we're seeing really great change with this. Um, We have 37 fellows right now in Ghana, who are helping, you know, this government uh, react and respond effectively to the Coronavirus uh, pandemic. This work is proof that you need to invest in that local capacity because, in times of crisis like this, all of the technical expertise that's flown in from abroad, they leave, they get evacuated. And so, yeah, yeah. this work is also part of how you build resilience for a country's future. If we look that's at powerful. the example of Joseph, you know, Joseph, God called him and gave him a vision of what was going to happen years in advance, and he could prepare that nation to you know be able to contend with what was coming and i believe that that's the 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 real value of our work that we're beginning Mm -hmm. to prepare governments now for the challenges of the future by creating a pipeline of talent that are ethical that are competent and that are driven Mm -hmm to really transform this continent above all these are people who believe in Africa this is the only country or the only continent that we have and like me many of the people that we attract to this program are just really ready to write a new story for the continent that this is Come not on, the that's place. Powerful. this is not the place where you know people need to be throwing aid dollars you know i, I want to see the manifestation of that word in scripture, which says that you will be a lender and not a borrower. I want that to be the testimony of Africa. I want this continent to, 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 to really be a leader in a way that I know God has intended it to be. And I believe part of how you do that is preparing the future leaders now. And I think that we're seeing good effort in the entrepreneurship space We're seeing a lot of good effort in the uh, youth enterprise space, but I see nothing in the governance space, which is why I'm drawn Mm -hmm. to this work. You know, the scriptures Mm -hmm. talk about when when the prophets were foretelling about the coming of Christ, they said that governance would rest upon his shoulders. And I believe that this is part of how governance rests upon that bedrock of the word of God. If we Uh can start preparing young people now with godly principles, with wisdom, to to start being the change that, that we want to see in this continent, if we start preparing them now, that is how we bring the governance of Africa onto the shoulders of Christ. Because the continent awesome. is seeing revival. There's a church in every corner in Ghana. I don't know yeah, about South yeah, Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had yeah, the great yeah, honor yeah, yeah, of yeah. visiting Faith Hill and it was just such a blessing. There's such a sweet anointing on your ministry, Pastor Tafara. And that God has risen, uh, is, 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 is grooming and raising so many mighty ministries on this continent. And I think it's that move of God that precedes the economic breakthrough, that precedes the the governance breakthrough. And I think that God is stirring the waters in in, in many ways. And we just need to to start preparing for what's to come. Because I do believe that the, the tide is shifting when it comes to Africa. And I'm proud to be doing work that I believe matters.
0: That's that's awesome because, you know, when I look at your resume and I look at uh, the things that you have done, we, I mean, we spoke offline, you uh, talked a little bit about your husband and how he's in, in he's, he's on the business mountain, he's, he's, he runs an enterprise that would probably fall under the business mountain and so on and so forth. Uh, but, you know, my point was when I look at your resume, uh, most young people on the continent of Africa are tempted to just kind of... Pack their bags and leave and go to greener pastures. And we've seen such a brain drain over the years. Uh, um, uh, in fact, most prayer requests that we get are around, "Lord, get me out of here. I need to get to, to, to the U.S., to the U.K., to Europe, to Australia, to Canada." Uh, what What made you want to do this work on the continent of Africa? And uh, what, was this something that God spoke to you? Is it an assignment that you received from the Lord? And uh, I know someone on this uh, broadcast is, you know, trying to figure out the assignment. So from hearing your story, they may be able to figure it out uh, tonight.
1: Well, Pastor Tafara, I mean, I come to this work having, started my own social enterprise. I ran for nearly a decade, a women's leadership organization. We worked with women and girls, really helping them to prepare for leadership. And you know what, if I were to rewind and look into my past and to you know perhaps contemplate what got me here, I would say God was leading me by the things that he brought me into contact with. My father uh, was a, a political leader in Ghana. At the time, in the early 80s, there was a military coup uh, that ousted the government that he was a part of. And so you know he, as well as so many of his contemporaries were on the run for their lives. That was one of the most bloody periods of Ghana's history. If he did not run, he would have been killed too. So long story short, our family ended up in the US as, you know, political refugees seeking safety, trying to not die because of what was happening. And uh, so the formative years of my life started in the US. Uh, I did elementary school and and middle school in the US. We were that immigrant family uh, with the strange names and the weird accents. In fact, I learned how to speak English in the US, which is why I, I easily passed with some people as American. But, you know, my father at the time recognized that had it not been God on our side, that we would not have been alive um <clears throat> our lives would not have been spared as they were and he told us as we grew older the story that you know he kept having a recurring dream of being handed a cross and he believed god was calling him so when we got to the us he laid down all of his political ambitions and decided that he was going to become a missionary so he went to seminary and you know studied and became a a, a minister and so when it was safe enough to return to Ghana in 1996, our family moved back and we returned to this country as missionaries. And we went into a Muslim community and that's where church was. And we were a rather large family. There were seven of us. there were six kids, wow. um, you know, <laughs> two parents. so like there were you know like we were a small church anyway. <laughs> and, and that's where I think I learned, responsibility. I learned giving. I learned caring for community. You know, we were ministering in one of the most deprived uh, parts of the city. And um, it was just something that we had never experienced before. And it really started me on a journey of of asking God, what is my, what have you called me to? And I, I would encourage anyone who's listening, who is experiencing a little bit of confusion about what they're supposed to do what who they're supposed to be to start asking God those questions and some not many of us hear like an audible voice saying "Yahweh, this is what I want you to do but God sometimes leads you through the area of your curiosity you just all of a sudden start feeling curious about a specific area, then you draw near. And that's how he called Moses, for example. It was a burning bush, and he was walking by, he's like, what's making this bush burn? And he walks over and starts a conversation with God. So, you know, (laughs) Moses was called by curiosity you know, sometimes God calls you by what pisses you off, you know, um, like he he's living in a palace and his people are suffering. He's pissed off by that. <laughs> it's like, you know, I want to go do something about this. And so sometimes God calls you by what's pissing you off. Uh, but for me, Pastor Tafara, God, you know, I set such a strong example in my parents, my father and my mother who were so giving, so charitable with their time, with the resources that God placed in their hand, and who had such a hunger for souls. And I just saw myself becoming more interested in women, in leadership, and especially um, when it came time to go to college. I, you know, I really, really started praying seriously about that and said, "Lord, I want to go where You want me to go. I want to, 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 to. I just feel very strongly that You've got something special for me when it comes to to my education. And so, you know, instead of applying for scholarships to go abroad like everybody was doing, I just felt very strongly that I was supposed to remain in Ghana and go to college here. You know, Pastor." Tafara, I can't say it was an audible voice. It was just annoying. Sometimes yeah. the Holy Spirit inspires us with a knowing, and that's valid mm-hmm. too. I just knew that I was supposed to remain. This was not really pleasant for my parents because they you know, wanted me to have that opportunity that my older brother had had to, to travel back uh, abroad and go to college. But long story short, There's a new university starting in Ghana with a vision that resonates so closely with God had put on my heart, a vision of leadership, of an African renaissance, of ethics, of leadership. And I just knew I was supposed to go there. I I, I just knew I was supposed to be in this institution. And so I share that as an example of how when you commit your way to the Lord, the Bible talks about Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. And remember yeah. the direction isn't always an audible voice, a trumpet from heaven, two angels, and a three confirmations. Sometimes yeah. it's just a knowing that settles on yeah. your heart that you are meant for this. And nobody's told you, no man of God, no prophet has called your name and said your yeah. birthday, but you know. <laughs> And and I your think phone that that, yeah. And that's the superior <laughs> way that God wants to lead his children that, you yeah, know, actually says, before
0: you continue, uh, mm-hmm. let me just encourage someone out there, you know, scripture says that, uh, uh, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will, uh, give us the desires of our hearts. So, Amen. you know, uh, uh, you know, what we should do is, uh, Uh, delight ourselves in the Lord it it is to open our hearts to God's vision to open our hearts to his direction and you know I I usually interact a lot with uh, people who don't know Africa for what it is sometimes abroad and when you say that uh, to my friends in the U.S., they say, well, Pastor T, I'm not sure I really want to open myself up to the Lord like that. Because what if he sends me to Africa? <laughs> and I always say, well, I you live in so Africa. <laughs> to to Africa. It's not that bad. Did you know." know? <laughs> and I know some of them may be listening here. Let me encourage you with this. On the continent of Africa, everything is organic. unless. Exactly. Stated, so. You want to be here.
1: <laughs> and, and you know, this, this is an aside, but I have a friend, a good friend in the US. She only eats meat when she comes to Africa. Because oh, wow. she doesn't trust the meat that's sold in the store. She says, You know what? I turn around and I see the chickens walking over here. I see the goats walking over there. You know, this, this is stuff real is goat. Real. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's such a blessing. Oh, man, but when God is... sends you, you know, He prepares for you, He provides the provision, and He enables you to, to be effective in whatever He's called you to do.
0: So I have found that. I know that in you your also life, sit on the. I know you also sit on the board of, uh, uh, of a university uh, in Ghana. Uh, and that's the, university that, that. That's the, university, that's the university that I went to. That's the university that I went to. That's the same university that you went to. That's, so a that's university. awesome that you now sit on the same board of the university that you actually attended. It's actually a, a, a testimony of your faithfulness, if anything, and... Uh, Man, that's awesome to hear. Do you want to share a little bit about what sure. that school Ashanti does? Sure. University
1: and, uh, is a phenomenal educational institution with a vision for Africa. It's hmm. established on the vision of creating an uh, an African renaissance by preparing the next generation of leaders for business, hmm. for politics, for for industry, and And I am just so glad that I went there. Uh, My being there just really transformed my thinking, really helped me expand my vision. Um, While there, I ran for and became the first female student government president in the history of Ghana. Um, And I think that's really what set me on the path for governance and and leadership in terms of public leadership. When I realized that this was the first time in the history of Ghana that any woman had ever become, you know, president of a university level student government organization, I was excited, but I was also a little baffled uh, and was, you know, again, God was calling me by curiosity. You know, why had this happened? Why did it take so long to happen? What were the barriers for women getting into political leadership, into governance, into public leadership? And that's really where the vision for Leading Ladies Network came from. So I shortly after graduating for from uh, university. I worked for a few years, but then in 2010, I just felt very strongly that God was leading me to establish this nonprofit organization in Ghana. So I established the, the leading ladies network and the focus really was on women's leadership development on identifying that next generation of women leaders. Women who were called to the front line, who God was calling into public leadership. And we designed, you know, the organization focused on designing leadership enhancement programs. We uh, worked for different companies uh, preparing their high potential women who were newly promoted into leadership or women who were interested in advancing in the career world. We were hired by different governments to, to come train women who were running for political office as well. And look at that one thing that happened to me Becoming this force multiplier, wow. and we worked in Ghana, in Nigeria, in Rwanda, in South Sudan, in in Uganda, and it was just a vision that really I, I thank God for. Uh, the organization mm. turned ten years old um, on Mother's Day, actually, and I wow. just thank God. Congratulations! For that. Thank you. I thank God for you know the grace to have initiated such a powerful vision, and to you know continue still you know in, in the, the vein of leadership, but with a different initiative. Because what I found is that, you know what, you can be preparing women for seats of power. You can be preparing them to be the best they can be. You can be motivating them to believe in themselves. But some of the issues and some of the barriers are actually policy and law.
0: Right.
1: And um, I really understood at that time that God was saying, you've got to move into the governance space. Mm-hmm. You've got to prepare the next generation of government leaders. And shortly you know, before that transition out of the, the women's leadership work, God gave me the vision to write a book about the daughters of Zelophehad in the book mm-hmm. of Numbers chapter 27. God gave me that example and said that, look, I'm raising a new generation of women, women who will change contrary laws, leaders that will move into the governance space and begin to reconcile the the policy environment, the legal environment to enable businesses to thrive, to enable ideas to thrive, because there are people of excellence. There are people that have great motivation that are limited by law. So in yep. the numbers in the book of numbers chapter 27 we see the example of five sisters who were limited by law because the law at the time said that women could not inherit their fathers and their wow. father had died and he had no sons and the bible hmm. said that the daughters of Zelophehad went to Moses they they stood in front of Moses they stood in wow. front of Eleazar the priest they stood in front wow. of the whole congregation of Israel and they demanded Give us our inheritance. Come on. When Moses went to pray about it, God told Moses that these women are right. You need to make room Wow. Them. So Man, that that's is powerful. proof. It is such a look. I, I'm a preacher's kid, and I had never yeah. come across I had never come across this story in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and it's it, interesting because in our context as a continent, you know, for many, many years, and you know, in some other religious circles as well you know when we start bringing up all these seven mountains you know there are people who are just religious they genuinely don't believe that some of them don't believe women should be preachers you know right. let's start with, before we even go out into the marketplace you know there are many people who are still stuck with that mindset that uh, a, a, a woman shouldn't preach you know they shouldn't teach the word of mm-hmm. god as if they were less than a man as if god uh, does a woman? In fact, I think he says in his word that he would pour out his spirit on men. flesh! flesh. No, you didn't say that. He said on all, all flesh. flesh. You know, <laughs> and he said your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Amen. So you know, I I have never understood uh, the religious perspective that says uh, women uh, shouldn't get involved. Uh, women mm-hmm. cannot be. I mean, if God uh i mean he used women all over through scripture he used esther he used uh uh, uh in even in the lineage of jesus we see uh, a lot of women there he, i mean mary she had to bring forth the birth of our lord and savior and so we know that uh a god is looking forward to to using uh all vessels that are available so uh yahweh before we let you go we have a few questions uh, for you that I'm going to uh, go through quickly. It sure. says, uh, the first question here says, what would you say to the younger generation, uh, knowing what you know now from the work, uh, that you are doing and you have done, uh, for this, uh, long, what, what, what's the one advice? I think that's what they're asking. You would say to someone who's young and they, they want to, you know, almost follow your path of success oh my one
1: word of advice to the young people listening is establish a relationship with god i -hmm. think that you will not you know the bible talks about good success when god was commissioning joshua he said this book of the law don't let it depart from your mouth meditate it meditate on it day and night you'll become like a tree that's planted by rivers of water your leaves will not wither and all that you do will prosper. I believe that that's the secret to success. And I know that the Bible may feel like an old book. I know that you know maybe your first taste of of religion was a little salty, and so you're not sure that you wanna engage. But I tell you that the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is the same spirit that can teach you how to profit. And if Mm. you will draw near, You know, the Bible says, and I think it was the Apostle Paul in the New Testament who said that in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. Because when you do that, like you are just right your ears are just right next to the source of all wisdom and all intellect. He will teach you what to do. He will teach you how to profit. And I think it's in the book of first John two twenty nine, where the Bible says that you have an anointing from the Holy one. Wow. So you need not that any man teach you because the spirit teaches you all things. I have wow. found this to be so true in my life, in my, in my professional advancement, I have said, Lord, This is where I want to go. What God has done with my life is so beautiful. I, you know, I can recount testimony after testimony about how by the wisdom of God, I have come out of things that I should have been fired for in a job. I have been promoted. God has made me to be preferred among really excellent candidates. You know, the favor of God, the wisdom of God, when you stay close, there's nothing that can replace it. So the Bible is filled with wisdom, with business knowledge, with so much. And I would encourage young people to disabuse your mind of how other people have presented Christ or misrepresented Christ in the past, and get close. Because look, in in this book of the law, you will find good success.
0: Come on, come on, that's awesome. And uh, man, you 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 are about to preach right there. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. I have another question for you before we, uh, just one more, before we let you go. Uh, This one says, uh, in your own opinion, where do you think uh, leadership uh, on the continent has gone wrong and how can we fix that uh, moving uh, forward?
1: Well, I think that, you know, there are a lot of things that could be better about our continent. And I think that a lot of it rises and falls on leadership. I think, as I said before, integrity is just the bedrock where I think that something's gone amidst. Yeah. that being people who do the things that we said we will do, being reliable, Being competent, letting our yes be yes. This is also a biblical principle, like your yes be yes, your no be no. You know, I just think that God is is trying to raise a new generation of people who are ready to stand for Him and be unashamed. do so, to be called by the name of God, people who will readily submit to him the leadership of their company, the leadership Mm -hmm. of their organization, the leadership Mm -hmm. of their home, the leadership, Mm -hmm. because he knows the best, and I want Mm -hmm. the best, I I want the perfect will of God, and so Mm -hmm. I think our job as believers is to, you know, the Bible says in the Lord's Prayer, our job is to ask the kingdom to come, like just establish the lordship of Christ everywhere we go. And I think that God is looking for uh, Christians, people who are called by the name of God, who understand the, the perfection that is in the finished works of Jesus Christ and affirm them in this earth realm. People who will affirm mm-hmm. that in the financial sector, that the finished works of Jesus Christ establish your will in this business sector and cause mm-hmm. you know me or my business or this enterprise that I put my hands to, to be blessed so that I can be a blessing to other people. Because when the righteous rule, it creates opportunity for all. It creates, on, you know, awesome. there, there will be no feeble among the nation that yeah. will allow themselves to be led by the knowledge and the wisdom of God. So I believe it's, it's right, about integrity God. and it's about getting people who will have the courage to stand for their faith wherever they are mm-hmm. and people who will just yeah. give the lordship of their organizations to God, give the lordship Man, of their right. homes, their businesses and their communities to God. Because we, yeah. he needs to be invited in. He's given us the earth realm and we need wow, to permit awesome. him to come in and open up our spirits to receive that direction, to know what to do.
0: Man, that's powerful. I like what you say there, that uh, honesty and integrity. Uh, I think I have a statement in my book, Grace in the Marketplace, where I say honesty and integrity is, is the foundation of everything we do. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so foundational to the point that if there was none in the earth, it would have to be invented. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that, it's that uh, key, you know, in everything that we do, we need to bring honesty and uh, integrity in closing. Just one last question. You know, there may be a young person who uh, is in an environment that is just so riddled with corruption and they are saying, Hey, yeah, I hear what you're saying about this. Um, these two principles of uh, honesty and integrity, Uh, how can I navigate my environment, which is just so riddled with uh, bribes, with the darkness, with things, you know, uh, envelopes passing hands under the table. How can I navigate uh, such such waters? Pastor Tafara, I I will answer this the
1: same way I, I said before that you need to stay close to your source. In God is all wisdom and all knowledge about what to do and how to manage a situation. You know, the Bible says that when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. You know, the Bible talks about the word as a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. I would encourage you to to just form that close relationship. I would also encourage you, you know, there are a couple of resources that we use with our fellows who go through our training program. There are lots of good leadership programs that, uh, but we use a model called giving voice to values. And for those who may be in a work environment or you know, experiencing something specific, the giving, uh, voice to Values curriculum uh, was adopted by Ashesi University as well, which is where I first came into contact with it. We're now using it with the fellows who go through the Emerging Public Leaders Program. And I recommend it because, you know, it's not a religious model. But it does give you a framework for examining an ethical situation. So it helps you flex the mental muscle before you even get into an ethical dilemma. Like if I were in a situation like this, what are my options? What could I do? Because sometimes what happens is that you feel like this is the only option. I have to take that bribe if I don't do it, you know. So it's about having a mental framework to even just think through logically, like if I did this, this might happen. If I did that, that might happen. If I did this, this might happen. So that you kind of choose the option that works best. But you know, that that,
0: represents Jesus as well.
1: Exactly. But you know, I I think the first as a believer, my first and foremost point of call for all of my ethical dilemmas is Christ, like Holy Spirit. I thank you that I know what to do in this situation. I have your spirit. I have wisdom from the Holy One. And you teach me what to do, Lord. I know that you are teaching me what to do. I thank you for the wisdom to know what. To, and I, th- I thank him until I know what to do. Because the Bible says that the spirit of God is the source of all wisdom. And he says, like, if you lack wisdom, ask. And he will give. He gives without measure wisdom for us to deal yeah. And, you know, just as an example, a recent example, we were about to have, you know, I present, I'm executive director of our organization. So I need to present to my board regularly. And, you know, I was stressed out about our recent board meeting, I have to admit. So I was preparing for it and all of that. Then I said, you know what, no, I'm not supposed to be stressed. I'm supposed to have you know, I Lord, no, this is not of you. So I just, you know, I shut down my computer and just took some time and just said no and started praying and I spoke in tongues for a little while and I said, Lord, your wisdom is available to me now. Your wisdom has helped me lead this organization. This is coronavirus. I'm presenting some some plans and projections and all of this. There is no fear in this. And in the name of Jesus, I thank you for giving me clarity and wisdom and helping me know what to do and that's you know the the next thing that happened is that a scripture just came to me and that's why getting in the word is important because in your dilemma moments sometimes it's a scripture that god uses to help you understand because Mm. the stress was i want to look good in front of my board i (laughs) want them to (laughs) i want them to 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 trust my leadership especially in this crisis you know quote unquote crisis situation that the world is experiencing and so i said lord And then the scripture that God gave me was from the book of Hebrews. And that scripture says, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. That's good. And you know, God was just helping me remind myself that look, no Hmm. amount of performance, no amount of like, you know, it's by faith that elders obtain good, even your impression, how people perceive you. And in fact, Pastor Tafara, after this board meeting, I received so many messages from the board members about how great the meeting was, how proud they are of me and my leadership in this moment, and how, you know, just really impressed they were about something that was stressing me out just days before.
0: The Holy Spirit will make you look good.
1: (laughs) The Holy Spirit will make you look good. But whatever your dilemma is, the Holy Spirit will give you the way out. That's my point that if it's an ethical dilemma, this is someone telling you to do something that's wrong. Holy spirit. I thank you that I know what to do. You, you, I'm not asking for wisdom. I'm receiving the wisdom that's already in my spirit because you live in me. Your spirit is here. And I thank you. I think when you move in that posture of prayer, it, emboldens you, and it unpacks and unboxes some of the giftings that are lying dormant inside of your life. So first and foremost is get into that box, that beautiful gift called the Holy Spirit. Unwrap it. Unwrap it. And, and, and discover it. Dilemma and crisis seasons are, are just for that so that you can dig deeper into this beautiful present that, that Jesus gave us before he left the earth. And then secondly, if you want a logical framework, I strongly recommend the Giving Voice to Values uh, curriculum. So if you just Google, they have it all, it's a free tool, you don't have to buy it. Uh, so just type, you know, Giving Voice to Values into Google, and it will lead you to the website it was created by uh, an american professor called uh professor mary gentile so it's a good framework that we use
0: praise the lord thank you is so more much.
1: better than the whole. thank you Spirit. so
0: much Yawa, uh, for making uh yourself available for tonight's broadcast of grace in the marketplace again guys we're going to be doing this uh every thursday during the lockdown okay we're going to be Uh, Having Grace in the Marketplace uh, weekly broadcast live on Facebook. We're going to bring different guests uh, that are doing making an impact uh, in the marketplace. And let me remind you, God has never created uh, a mistake before. He put a calling, an assignment, a purpose on the inside of you. And uh, this calling doesn't necessarily have to take on the shape, the form of a religious duty or a religious assignment or role. I mean, this, this assignment, this purpose can look like uh, what Yahweh is doing up in Ghana and uh, um, Liberia. Uh, it can take the form of government training people for leadership. Man, wouldn't it be awesome for us to have government officials that lead by the principles of Jesus, government officials that know that the greatest among you is your servant, that know mm-hmm. that they're called to serve. I mean, it would be awesome and to so have shall with, uh, it with, uh, be with, the, with a servant yes, amen. leadership. Amen. We pray for that, for this continent, that God amen. may release leaders with the amen. heart of Jesus, the heart amen. to serve uh, the people amen. and not amen. to be served in the name of jesus and so we want to we want to just encourage you guys to join next wednesday 6 p.m please invite a friend uh uh, it's going to be awesome and so Yahweh, thank you so much for making uh uh, yourself available i know you lead a very busy life but thank you for sparing some time to just uh talk to us quickly before you go if people want to hear more of what you're doing connect with you uh, what's the website they can visit? Uh, are you on social media, Twitter, Instagram? Uh, is there any other place that they can get to uh, stay in touch with you?
1: No, oh, absolutely. Uh, to learn more about my work and my organization, you can uh, visit our website. It's www.emergingpublicleaders.org. We're also on Facebook, so you can find Emerging Public Leaders on Facebook. Uh, you can follow me as well. Uh, you, I. My name, just type in my name, Yawa Hansen Kwal. I have a, a page where I post motivational and inspirational videos on occasion. Um, and, you know, follow me there uh, and stay tuned. Uh, I typically put out, If I'm speaking somewhere or, you know, attending an event or, you know, wisdom from that God lays on my heart, I try to share that as much as I can on Facebook. So please follow Emerging Public Leaders or Yawa Hansen Kwao. And I look forward to to remaining connected with all of you. Thank you so much, Pastor Tafara, for the opportunity.
0: Thank you so much for making time. Guys, God bless you and uh, see you next Wednesday. Ciao. Bye bye.